This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Welcome to Health Check, a podcast series by The Straits Times where we tackle health tips and the impact of national policies with expert guests. I'm Joyce Teo and my co-host is Ernest Lewis. Our special guest today is Dr. Lim Boon Leng, a psychiatrist at Glen Eagles Medical Centre. He's here to tell us more about burnout and how to avoid this. So, uh, hi Dr. Lim. Hello. So the World Health Organization has for the first time recognized burnout in its international classification of diseases, right? And this is widely used as a benchmark for diagnosis and health insurers. So can you tell us how this can affect us? Well, first off, I think we have to make some clarifications. There are some confusion in the media because burnout is indeed included in ICD-11, but as an occupational phenomenon, but not as a medical condition. It is defined as feelings of energy depletion or exhaustion, increased mental distance from one's job, or feeling negative and cynicism related to the job, and as well as there's this reduced professional e- efficiency, rather. Well, well, it's not an actual diagnosis, I think that it is still important that the categories exist and that the criteria itself has been defined. Mm-hmm. I think it helps the individual come to an understanding of the condition, knowing what the criteria is, as well as the fact that employers and HR can then you know, be more aware and maybe mm-hmm. have some programs within the company to help them. So you are saying that WHO classified this as an occupational phenomenon and that is not a medical condition? Yeah, that's not a medical condition. Often in our context, we often see occupational burnt out as a trigger or precipitating factor for things like adjustment disorder, depression or even anxiety disorders. Okay, how big of a problem is burnout in a country like Singapore, say for example? We do not have actual figures to know that, but I think that in Singapore where stress and competition is a highly competitive society, I would say that probably is a big problem. In my own practice, we often see individuals with difficulties at work handling family matters. There's this difficulty in handling the work-life balance and this often leads to quite a lot of mental health issues. But how serious is uh, burnout? You know, people will tell you I'm burnout, I'm stressed. But how serious can it be then actually? Let's put it this way. I think sometimes we do use the terminology quite uh, loosely. But if you look at the WHO criteria, if you were to look at it a little bit more strictly, I would say that it could range between someone having mild difficulties functioning in the office to the extent of even, you know, having depression, having suicidal thoughts. So it can be very, very serious. Right, but I mean, how serious is it? Do we need to actually treat it, say, if you're just having a little bit of stress at work? How do you know it will escalate, right? Let's put it this way. Uh, stress is something that we definitely will have. In Singapore, it's impossible not to have stress. Mm-hmm. And stress does improve our initial ability and functioning. Without stress, we would probably be negligent and not really doing much. But as stress increases, there's often a, initially a linear increase in functioning. Mm-hmm. But thereafter, you may see a plateauing of your abilities. And if we continue to stress ourselves or overwhelm ourselves, then we see a sudden drop in the functioning. And when we see that sudden drop in functioning, mm-hmm. that's where burnt up is. Mm-hmm. And of course, letting it go off the edge is where it becomes dangerous and it, it may lead to further psychiatric conditions. So people often think about burnout as being applicable to work. But there's many kinds of burnout. What about parental burnout? I've heard of caregiver burnout as well. Are these also various forms of burnout that we as a society should be aware of? Yeah, of course, of course. I think burnt out is simply a situation whereby you're overwhelmed by a stress. So you can burnt out in a caregiver situation where you are the caregiver of uh, someone with a chronic illness. You can burnt out in a, perhaps, for example, a combat stress situation. So I would say that, you know, workplace or job burnt out is just one type of burnt out. 
Now, if you like what you're hearing so far, do subscribe to our series Health Check on uh, Apple's Podcasts or Google Podcasts or even on Spotify and like us and give us a rating. Now, back to our conversation with Dr. Lim Boon Leng of the Glen Eagles Medical Centre. He's a psychiatrist there. So, Dr. Lim, what are the top causes of burnout? Could you just quickly run us through that? In Singapore in particular, many a times, of course, it's the stress of the job. And often in a situation whereby an individual has too much stress, is overwhelmed, or that the expectations of him is too much for him to bear, that's when, you know, you, you start to see job burns out. I think secondly, many a times people are really trying to balance between home Mm -hmm. and the family and within the home itself, they do have, like we have mentioned earlier, sometimes sick parents or even young children or babies to look after and they are often very torn and therefore I do see this uh, particularly quite prevalent in female patients. And again, these are main causes of burnt out. To tell you about a personal anecdote, I myself had uh, burnout about nine years ago, actually. And I think it started when I was having a lot more responsibilities at work. At the same time, my dad was diagnosed with Parkinson's and I had to look after him. So a bit difficult. We finally convinced my mom to hire a maid to look. But even then, I was starting to show signs. I didn't know it at that time, but I was losing my temper, getting heated and all this. And then... The actual process when you're having that burnout situation, you have the panic attacks and you feel like you're having a heart attack, you're in hospital for a few days. But after that, I found that the real cost of it hit me mm-hmm. uh, financially. Of course, you know, you have insurance coverage and all that, but it really hit you when you it starts manifesting itself in other medical conditions in the follow-up for at least a year and a half after that. I don't think many people realize that. And the point of it is how do you actually try and stop yourself from reaching that stage when it's a bit too late? The thing is, of course, first of all, as you've said, right, I think we have to also recognise some of the red flags mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the symptomatology. For everyone, it could be different. But many a times when you start having difficulties at night, sleeping, you start mm-hmm. worrying a little bit more about things, okay. uh, especially mm-hmm. about work if you're talking about job and top. And sometimes that irritability and the difficulty mm. getting along with colleagues or even people at home. Yeah. I think that those are red flags that we have to be. And that aware comes of. every day. That yeah, happens it, every day. That's a definite red flag. Correct. I think when it becomes pervasive, it already is a very big problem. So mm-hmm. in job and out, you may see it more during weekdays or Sunday night. Mm-hmm. Right. But on weekends, it may alleviate a little bit. Prevention, of course, is always better than cure. And how do we prevent job burnt out? I think, or even the burnt out of any sort, I think, first of all, we have to understand that we are, after all, human beings and have to regulate stress and to know where our limits are and not to overstress ourselves with the particular type of work or care that we are giving. Sometimes I think we have to manage our own expectations. Because in Singapore, I mean, as Asians, we tend to be, I would say, really overly hardworking, overly competitive. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. therefore, often, the expectation on ourselves to do 100% or even 200%, I think, is really too much. Maybe listeners can read about 80-20 Pareto principle. You just need 20% effort to complete 80% of the things that you need to do. (laughs) (laughs) That's easier said than done. Definitely, (laughs) right? So I think often, the or rather, our expectations ourselves Mm -hmm. is to do 200%. And... Honestly, I think end of the day, it is about sustainability. Mm. It is simple things that help us with prevention of burnt out. Mm -hmm. Enough rest. Rest is never being away from work. It is so that you can do your work better the next day. Having hobbies so that we can take our mind away from work itself. Spending enough time having fun with loved ones. Mm -hmm. So simple things like this, I mean, it's simple to say, often very hard to do. 
Right, but you also mentioned that it could be as simple as just taking a trip, right? Yeah, taking a trip, going for some holidays, you know, get, mm-hmm. just really getting away, uh, what we would say as respite, be it from caregiving, be it from work, respite, holidays, giving yourself some me time is always useful. So there's actually no need for actually treatment then? I think treatment would be reserved where the situation is really quite bad, you know, whereby there is really a diagnosable mental illness like mm-hmm. depression or even anxiety disorders. In those cases, sometimes treatment is necessary mm-hmm. to get one back on their feet. But of course, you know, generally, it is still better to get to the root of the problem. And it is but not regulating the stress that's causing it is of paramount importance. And in such cases, do you see that most Singaporeans are open to actually seeking psychiatric help as well? They don't see it so much as, uh, oh, no go, I'm not going to go there. Yeah. So therefore, I think it brings us back to the WHO classification. Mm. I think definitely uh, seeing the condition as a burnt out rather than anxiety or depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, will lower the stigma and, and therefore the threshold to seek help. I think that will help. What about student burnout? Is there such a thing here? Is that a risk of that? I would say definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So burnt out in the academic situation is definitely always seen. And the worrying trend is that it's getting, I would say, earlier and younger. In right. so far that in primary school, children do get burnt out for their PSLE. Wow. Um, wow. And I think really we do have to be very cognizant and to help them earlier than later. Right. So what should they do then? I think the principle is the same, that Mm -hmm. one, regulate the amount of stress, regulate the amount of work, right? Two, the expectations from society, from school, parents, parents, from themselves. Adequate rest, you know, that's all that's Mm. needed. Sometimes our children don't even have time to eat proper meals. I think that in itself is a good illustration of how stressful we can be. What are signs to look out for then? In children, often, you know, we will see that, again, sometimes they can't sleep properly. Mm -hmm. They can get irritable and throw tantrums. Many a times, children may have things like stomach ache, Mm -hmm. headaches, and sometimes they may refuse to go to school. So these are the red flags. Right, thanks, Dr. Lim. Well, that's a wrap for a health check. We hope you like this latest healthy living tips. Do subscribe to Health Check on Apple's podcast or on Google Podcast or even on Spotify and like us and give us a rating. That was an SPH podcast. Find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts and streaming on Google Home. Do send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at straightstimes.com and bt.sg.